2021 was a weird year for pitching, but we actually feel better about the position now. Let's talk about it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. As always, make sure to follow and stream us on Spotify. Today is Tuesday, November 9th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. And let's take a look at the top 10 starting pitchers from this past season in 5x5 Roto. Start with these top five. Max Scherzer, Walker Bueller, Zach Wheeler, Julio Arias, and Corbin Burns. Scott, I want to talk to you about Julio Arias because the Dodgers basically took the kids' gloves off, still just 25 years old, and he broke out. He led the majors with 20 wins. Are you buying what we saw from Julio Arias this past season? Mostly, yeah, because the biggest hurdle I felt like Julio Arias had to clear was just in terms of workload. When would the year come when the Dodgers treated him like a conventional starting pitcher from beginning to end? And Turns out it was this year. They, they gave him more than 185 innings. You can't ask for much more than that. And, you know, another name that you mentioned there, Walker Bueller, it was kind of parallel stories for for both Bueller and Arias in that, you know, we, we wondered if they were capable or if they'd be permitted to take on the kind of workload needed to really live up to the high-end. In Bueller's case, what he was already being drafted as, and Arias's case, what... Uh, we thought he could be. Now, both Arias and Bueller aren't as good at accumulating strikeouts as the other pitchers that we plan to draft in that range, but they are they've proven that they're they're good at keeping runs off the board. Like run prevention is is something they excel at beyond strikeouts. And so I have them both in, of course, Bueller, but Arias too in my top twelve for next year. Actually, top ten. Let's talk about Corbin Burns, who finished fifth overall at the position. He was first among qualified starting pitchers in K-minus walk rate, and he was first among qualified starting pitchers in swinging strike rate. He gets a lot of ground balls. He had great control this past year. He throws a cutter 95 miles per hour. He uses that pitch like 50% of the time. Corbin Burns is awesome. The problem, Scott, is uh, can we trust the workload going into next year? I think he's in that conversation for SP1 overall. Well, I certainly... Pitch for pitch, I think he's proven himself to be the best other than Jacob deGrom. I mean, 163 FIP this past year. I mean, that's that's a mark only deGrom can match. And, uh, you know, the the XFIP was a little, little tamer. 230 XFIP for Corbin Burns, which was still more than 50 points higher than the number two qualifier. So, yeah, I mean, he is dominant and he maintained it basically over the course of the season 167 innings obviously you want more from your ace than that um but even more about him adding to that total is can he bounce back from that total because you know he had never even thrown 60 innings as a major leaguer uh before he'd been used in relief previously so that's a big jump in innings for corbin burns will he battle through injuries this year as a result i hope not but you don't really know until you see it play out. So that's why Burns is only fourth for me going into next year. Six through 10 at starting pitcher this past season was Robbie Ray, Garrett Cole, Kevin Gosman, Adam Wainwright at 40 years old, and Brandon Woodruff. And Scott, I'll throw two names your way. You could talk about both of them. Robbie Ray had the breakout season of, of basically all breakout seasons, right? Out of nowhere, uh, trusted his stuff best control that we've ever seen from him through the ball much harder than we've ever seen before. Uh, and then Garrett Cole is kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. He's still great, still put up an awesome season, but we kind of have this sticky substance situation looming in the back of our mind. So how much do you trust the Robbie Ray breakout and who's the real Garrett Cole at this point? 
So Robbie Ray, you know, there's there's nothing in the underlying numbers that really makes you doubt too much. I mean, it was always an issue of efficiency for him. Always an issue of too many walks. 2.4 walks per nine is just a mark I never thought we'd see from him. And of course, it allowed him to pitch deeper into games and to see his massive strikeout potential fully realized with a Cy Young caliber season. So, you know, anytime you see a guy breaking out in his 30s, it's right to be skeptical of it. But it was, you know, if if the walk rate is legit, then basically every aspect of race season is legit too. So I, I have him actually ninth, one spot ahead of Julio Arias for next year. Uh, Garrett Cole, you know, he was kind of the poster child for the the foreign substance crackdown. His spin rates dropped when that started. His production dropped too. But then he had a six-start stretch from mid-August to mid-September with a 135 ERA. There was a 15-strikeout effort during that stretch. His spin rates were back up. It, it looked like he fixed things. Um, then he had a rough three-start stretch in the season, a rough start in the playoffs. Now, he was dealing with a hamstring injury then. That seemed to impact his delivery. So all of this is meant to say that, you know, even though Garrett Cole's second half numbers weren't that great, really his numbers from the time the crackdown began, it was more complicated than that. The hamstring injury played a role. And I think it's still safe to consider Cole one of the top two pitchers in fantasy, certainly based on his track record. He may not be as far ahead of the pack as he used to be, but he he's still really good. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. We'll be back again on Thursday morning. Bye-bye.